0: Good people, welcome back to another episode of Alini Talks with your favorite host Abdul. Back with another episode. My guys, today's episode is all about estate agency, all about property, what the income potential is like and what the day-to-day activity of an estate agent is also like as well. And I feel like I've got just the right guest for you guys to shed light onto this industry. So without further ado, let's get active. Landray, bro. Thanks for coming on, no man. Problem. Thanks for coming on. Man, um, I know this has been a long time coming. Um, for those who don't know, just a bit of throwback. Um, I actually met you at a networking event just yeah. under
1: two years ago now. Two, no, I think, I think it 2019, was right? 2019. Uh, yeah, 2019, 2019.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think one of was one of those property training courses, yeah. and obviously, I just saw you. You saw me. You locked eyes, and then we just sort of hit it from yeah. there. Um, and obviously, two, three years later, here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I don't really want to tell your story. I let you. I let you do that. Um, just you know. Great place to start Would probably just be giving the audience just a brief intro on obviously who Landry is
1: yep. um, and what you do. Yeah, you. okay, um, so just to give basically everybody context, so I've been in the property industry for about five, coming up to five years next May, coming up to, yeah, five years in May. Um, so I came out of uni, um, at the time I was working in Waitrose and then, because I lived by myself, I needed to find a job ASAP. Mm. So I graduated at, funny enough I actually studied criminology And human rights At the time So it was a complete Turn um, 360 360 yeah. Um And then What happened My fr- A couple of people That I knew Were in the industry um, They worked for like Barnard, Marcus, Hart um, oh, Estate Oh yes Heard of them So I was like Alright cool Let's see what the situation is Because I needed money ASAP Because um, I originally Wanted to be a probation officer um, okay, and then but with probation, they only turn around. Basically, they do like their pool once a year. So if you don't, if you miss that pool, then you have to wait basically a, a whole year. So um, a girl that I knew worked for an estate agency called Kings Kings Group, I heard um, of them in East London. I heard of them, um, and she set me up with an interview. So they employ a lot. They have a quite high turn, turn turnover, to be honest. But yeah, she set me up with an interview. Funnily enough, I got the job, um, which I was very surprised about. I was like the youngest in the office. Um, how, did you, how did you feel when,
0: when obviously, when you were stepping into... Because I'm assuming you didn't have any knowledge no, of yeah, no, the industry, no, of what no, you're in for. No
1: knowledge at all. Um, and funny enough, the the uh, director, the regional director I had the second interview with, he was questioning me. He was just like, you're your degree orientated. Mm. That has nothing to do with property. Yeah. Why are you here? I was just like, I just feel like I'm, I can, I can be good, good at it, and I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, well, so, that's that's the story um, For all of us. So yeah, I remember I was just like, at that time, I just came up from Miami, um, so <laughs> I was broke. So, broke <laughs> I was broke. I spent like two grand in that like, Miami. Oh and wow! Because I didn't really think I was gonna get the job, and I got the job whilst I was in Miami. Okay. So as soon as I got home, I had to like sell my PlayStation, hit Prime up, bought best. Did you, did you have to cut your holiday short when you? No 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 no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. So um I had sold my PlayStation at the time and then went Primark and just bought like three suits, <laughs> um yeah I was broke um and then yeah came in in the office we in like an estate agency office the people that I knew always sit at the front um so oh, okay so anybody that you see at the back of the office is either the senior members yeah. or like the manager of the office so I'm there I'm, like, at the front just eager to go and I had no nothing about the industry. And then I start tagging along with um, a guy, a black guy, funny enough. Funny enough, that office was actually quite, there was only one white guy in there. So it was quite diverse. Quite diverse. Um, So I was there and then I was only there in that office for three months just because of the way that that particular state agency ran their commission structure. It was basically, you couldn't make money there, Um, effectively. Mm. And just the um, basic salary. Yeah, so you have so with with a typical state agency, you have a basic usually ranging between sixteen thousand to like twenty thousand, and then you'll have commission on top. Yeah. Um. With this particular company, um, they basically for the first six months you're on a basic of eighteen thousand, and with the hours that you're working, it's it's pretty, you're literally on minimum wage. You're doing Monday to Friday eight thirty to seven. Okay. Um, and then Saturday nine
0: to five. Um, it's a Saturday shift. I mean, for, sorry to cut you off. For those of you <laughs> who don't know, I actually worked in the stage agency myself. <laughs> I only lasted just under two years. It's not for me. like again, I feel like that industry you have to be about yeah, like, your your money. And funny enough, every that, every month you're I feel like you're pressing a reset button. Literally, I couldn't hack that. The that. Saturdays as well.
1: That that three months was hell because um I was coming from Crete, so I live in Creighton, and that estate agency was based in Walthamstow. Ooh. So at that time I didn't have to did. yeah I didn't have to navigate Blackwell Tunnel, so I'm there sitting in in the traffic, not cutting in, cutting out, I'm just there, bro. looking like about a the <laughs> the Yeah, I was spending like I was spending like three hundred pounds, on petrol, and the maddest thing is, um, like all my friends were gas R oh, see me in a suit, rare tear, tear but after expenses I was only I was only I only had like fifty pound after everything. Ridiculous, then, it was. Ridiculous. But the thing, the good thing is. Whilst I was there, it taught me how to sell. It did teach me how to sell. That three-month experience, and then I went over to another estate agency um, that was closer to my home um, in Croydon, but they specified in new builds. Um, So I was there for five months uh, doing both sales and and rentals, at uh, basically a new build development. Then I got basically headhunted. My CV, I don't know how my CV was online, but it was online and then they were like, I think you would be perfect for a role for a company called Barrett, um, to Barrett Homes. Okay, Barrett Homes, okay. I've heard of them. And then I was just like, I'm like, okay. Um, so I do, because I didn't know anything about the industry. I'm still, I've only been in the industry, I joined in May, end of May. It's now um, November of 2018. Yeah, two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, November. No, November of two thousand and seventeen. Okay. Um, and I'm like, All right, cool. So I do my research and I find out that this is actually the, the biggest uh, development company in the UK. So they 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 build like seventeen thousand homes a year. Um, so I was like, right, okay. So I go to the first interview. I'm like I'm nervous as hell. Smash it. Um. And funny enough, my sister bought me some tie from a charity shop, which <laughs> is my, t- to this day, I call it my lucky tie. Mm. Cause anytime I wear that tie, I, s- I sell. That's good. Um, and then got a second interview with like the regional man- manager, got the job. I was like, all right, cool. And then this, the reason why I was so excited to get the job was bearing in mind, normal basic and then the state agency is between sixteen to 20,000. My basic was 25,000. Your basic, um, my basic was twenty five thousand. Oh wow! And then you still um, get commissions on top of that and then you as well. Get commission on top. Yeah, you, you were you so, were, you were cleaning. I, so I was like, all right, cool. I have a capacity here to make like 60 k upwards easily. Um, go there. Um, first month, sell like eighteen homes myself, eighteen flats myself. Bearing in mind, like each property you sell is like. At that time was about 150 pounds um a, per property commission. commission. Right. So, but the good thing is, I individually sold 18, but the whole team itself, if they sell, I get commissioned. That's okay. how it works. And vice versa. Exactly. So think if you think about it like that, we were, on that specific development, which was the old West Ham Football Stadium in East London called Upton Gardens, I was taken home. If we're talking pre-tax For that period of time ta- For that period of time I was in that company I was taking home On average Pre-tax About four grand Four grand What? Four grand a month And then after tax? After tax Half of that There was a period of time I started looking at my payslip and, <laughs> and then I stopped looking Because I was getting taxed Like some months Like some months I was getting taxed at like, two grand But did you change your tax code? Was it the right tax code? The right tax okay. code Okay, um, You were just and, making a lot of money Yeah it was just making So yeah, like on average After tax I was taking home about Three three grand uh about, about two eight two eight two nine um on average the most I made in that company one month was after tax was about four and a half to five grand in one month okay all right yeah. so
0: let, let, let's let so you, you've actually given us a, a great intro and i i want to chop up chop chop it down a little bit in terms of so i work, one place i want to start is um obviously estate agency mm-hmm. a lot of people when they hear property mm-hmm. the first thing they think of is estate agency mm-hmm. and that's the same mis- that, no, not mistake but that's the same um idea i had as well yeah. and then obviously me obviously go delving into the industry a lot more mm-hmm. i realized the industry is very vast in yeah. terms of what you can do so Obviously, with a state agency, I do know, you know, there's a, there's a sort of a negative stigma out there. Yeah. They get a bad rap that, you know, you're just trying to twang them. You're just trying yeah. to sell them something. You don't have their best interests <laughs> at heart. As someone like someone as yourself who lives and breathes this, yeah. this, um, are you able to sort of um, demiss some of the, the notions yeah, I of a state agency? I think with
1: a state agency, there will always be that cloud of... Because it just sells. Yeah. You know? Ultimately, it sells. Everyone has... There are uh, when they go to a dealership, they think that they're gonna get sold some rubbish car. <laughs> uh, some some guys knocking on their door doing yeah. some cold calling, yeah. Ultimately, regardless, because the thing is with, especially, I'll say overall, everyone has, especially with property, you have a very emotional attachment to it. They don't, they don't. Most people don't look at property as numbers, which mm. it, which effectively it is. Um, and with that being said, they automatically because that emotion is attached to to because it takes them... Somebody could take 10 years to save a deposit. And they go through that whole process of, of sacrifice. So, of course, they're going to be quite defensive. But for me, the way that I have always sold, because my very first estate agency that I worked, the senior person that I... My first ever viewing that I went on, I'll never forget this. He said that selling is basically sophisticated bullshit. Um, <laughs> and uh, What did he mean by that? Like he, he, he basically he said that, that you can... You, you just have to... you have Your lies have to make sense. And that didn't sit well with me because ultimately... Okay, if I make commission, like... At that time, because the way that, that that particular estate agency had their um, commission set up, if I sell a, f- a house or a flat, it's like £400 commission. To you or to, to the company? To me. Okay. So, obviously, the company has their own fees and then I get a percentage yeah. of their fees. So... And I'm looking at and I'm thinking, as he's saying that, I'm like, so I'm gonna basically lie to somebody for four bills. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. And I've I've kept that I've kept that that integrity throughout, um, which has actually gone against me. Um in terms of like costing you money? Not necessarily costing me, Or, or deals, money, I should say. deals and then also politics within certain companies, which I'll do- delve into. Okay. But the way that the, the way that I can I can just combat people's notions of estate agencies is don't come in, don't come into an estate agent or a, a a show home with such an emotional attachment mm. because of the fact that nine times out of ten, especially the first home you're gonna buy, you're only gonna be there for five years, five to seven years. Nobody's buying their forever home for, for, for their first property. Of course. Just to get um, on the ladder. Just to get on the yeah. ladder. So it's really a case of you need to come with your A game. You're not going to come to a test with without revising. Absolutely. So if you're investing 20, 30,000 pounds, that's taking you X amount of time to, to save and you've sacrificed X amount during that period of time, why are you going to allow one person to dictate where you buy or what price you buy? Right. And tell you information that might not necessarily be true it's your it's their it's my job as an estate agent to show you the property to negotiate on the seller's behalf because you're viewing it as numbers and then they are viewing it on a sort of on an emotion, emotional but that doesn't basis. necessarily mean that I do not take into account your situation because it takes two to make a deal Absolutely, it doesn't take what this because I'm selling a property I can't transact it without a buyer of course yeah. however, my I get paid from the from the seller unless I'm acting on your behalf, then me and you once you buy the property, Hands off <laughs>
0: yeah, so you've got to know what you're doing so
1: so if you are now invest you've saved and you've sacrificed all that time why are you naive to the situation that you're going into? But but, but this is the thing, Larry, though, because then, obviously, again, like you said, because these people don't really... Because
0: you're you're seen as the professional the mm-hmm. expert. Mm-hmm. So they kind of lean on you for your, obviously, professional expertise mm-hmm. and guidance. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I hear what you're saying when you say your, mm-hmm. your duty of care is more towards the seller. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like this is where... The notion of estate agency don't really care about the individual. They're just trying to get a, just trying to get a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is, you, is there
1: another is there another side to that argument that you could sort of And this is the way shed? I the way I sell is this. Um a lot of a lot of estate agents, that's that a lot of estate agents over the time that I've worked with, they they will say, Okay, let's say for instance, you say to me, Lannery, my budget is four hundred thousand, I wanna buy in East London. Yeah, I can show you. There's so many parts to East London that I can show London, you. Yeah. So if, you're, if, I, if I tell you, if you tell me, okay, Lannery, I need this, 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 this as a minimum, it's going to seclude the amount of properties, the areas that I show you. I'm not going to show you everything I have on your books because this isn't what I want. Mm. Do you understand? And what, what tends to happen is a lot of estate agents necessarily force people into to, to purchasing. And this is why I'm, I'm coming back into the notion that if you have sacrificed that amount of money and time to get to a position of buying, you should not be coming into a place of naivety. You should yeah. be... It's it's my... More it's, scrutiny, and more discerning. It's my, it's my job to tell you the facts. How long the lease is. If there's a service charge, if you're buying a flat, if there's a ground rent. But ultimately, if you go inside a property and... You can see on on Right Move or Zoopla how much the property was sold for. If I if I say that the property was sold for five hundred, you can just go on Right Move and, and see check, yeah. and see how much the property so was sold for sold five prices. years ago. Yeah, yeah, of course. So when I go inside to reviewing, there's only so much I can show you. Yeah, there's only so much I can tell you. Yeah, it's your job and it's your duty as a buyer to understand the the moving parts outside of the property in terms of is the area going to go up mm. of course it's my job to know that because yeah. i'm also trying to sell you the property yeah. but that the onus shouldn't always be on the stage on the uh, stage because right. ultimately, you don't need a degree to be an estate agent
0: Yeah, well, actually i'm going to delve into that you, as well that's you, a good point
1: we don't, you don't need any yeah. any legal professional uh, professional body to become an estate agency so estate agent so any tom dick and harry if they know how to if they know how to charm you can be a really good estate agent mm. But the way that I've always Always um, held myself is I give you all the facts Any question you ask me I tell you the truth If you buy that property property That onus, that transaction's on you It's my job to aid the transaction In terms of any questions Any support you need yeah. That's my job My job is to show you the property Answer any questions Make sure the property transacts And I get paid by the owner Anything, anything else out of it, it's above your. It's control. It's, it's above my control because yeah. there's only so much. There's a, I can't tell you when, especially with because uh, I, I deal with a lot of newbies, which we'll talk about. I I yes, I'm acting on behalf of the developer, but you're not buying from me. So why are you asking me so many questions? Right. Why are you asking me legal questions? That's right. what like, there's so many different moving parts yeah. within within a transaction that the onus isn't just on the state agent but the estate agent always gets the backburn
0: but the, the counter argument could be then well if you're obviously if you're not if you're not if you're not the answer to all the questions the counter argument could maybe be well you could potentially point them to the right direction especially those who have no you know everyone like, of course. everyone likes the notion of wanting to own their own property want to get on the ladder but they have no clue some are very lazy don't do no research of course all they know is let me get my deposit go to an estate agent viewing put up of you course. know what i mean so so maybe they might be like well as a professional, maybe you could sort of point, point, steer them towards the right direction. Of what, course. What's
1: your, what's your counter argument to that or your response? Going back to what I said, do your research. Every, like, as you said, everybody wants to have this notion of owning a property. Yeah. My argument to that is why.
0: Yeah.
1: Some people don't even necessarily have the answer. They want to- so It's they like a, the cool w- thing to do. They, w- they want to buy the property for the sake of buying a property. But why? Mm. Who's, who's forcing you to buy a property? Right. You're coming. You're coming into my office, effectively, or you're inquiring about a property that you may be interested in. And you might have. You, you don't need, necessarily need to have a reason. One of the main questions I ask people that buy is, "Why are you buying?" Because if you don't know why you're buying, then you don't know what your intention of the property is. And if you don't know what your intention of the property is, you're going to become stuck if there's an issue. Because you might, especially in the world of entrepreneurship that we that we have in our community now, people are buying properties now. What about if you have a. a a job opportunity abroad, right? You've got an asset here. Your asset might not necessarily be the right property to rent. Absolutely. So just because you come into my office and you say you want to buy a property, that property may dictate the next ten years of your life because of the fact that you have an obligation to your mortgage company to pay
0: for that property. So when you do you ask them, why do they want to buy? A property, what kind of answers do you do you normally get?
1: I don't know. Really, you don't know. I just want to. I just don't want to pay rent. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. So, that's so, ridiculous. so it, it's it's a lot of people have a misconception of just not just a state agency, but just property in general. They just they just think it's literally a case of, uh, I go in there, buy a property, and then we post on Instagram and and and, and Twitter <laughs> and Snapchat of a picture of our keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I, it's it's happy days. Yeah. But there's a lot of moving parts and use and the thing is the estate agent isn't even the isn't even the worst person in the in the transaction they, they only they only get the blame because of the fact that they showed you the property right but it's they were your, like the
0: middleman middle broker but so. it's your
1: solicitor that is advising you
0: yeah okay your
1: solic, your solicitor will be advising you on any legalities pertaining to that property absolutely and there's so many moving parts on the legal side of things that I can delve into but because of the fact that a lot of people don't really focus on the solicitor. They only focus on, oh, the solicitors give me slow replies, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. But it's the person that showed you the property is 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 the reason why you you bought a property that you may you may not be able to sell in five years, or as soon as you buy the property, the ceiling falls through and stuff like that. But there's ways where you can mitigate the circumstances, like having a survey done. I feel
0: like people in the UK, especially in the UK, they're just lazy. They don't wanna, they, they want to when everything's just ready-made, and it's just like life doesn't work that way. And like you said, unfortunately, estate agents tend to get the brunt of that because obviously your the first point of exposure or contact was you. So mm-hmm. naturally as you have overseen powers over everything. Exactly. Um, which obviously nicely brings me on to my next segment because you mentioned at the start, um, obviously you were working for a company. Mm-hmm. Um for a couple, good couple of years mm-hmm. And to my knowledge I know now You now work solo You're a self-employed Estate yeah. agent So yeah. um, So could you sort of Talk us through um, What made you decide To go Independent Yeah And what the experience Has been like So far for yourself
1: Um, So So Basically, after I I left, I ended up leaving Barrett Developments because there was just very, there was a lot of politics. Again, politics. is always Um, politics in the property industry. And I was just like, like, basically, to cut a long story short, um, I mentioned that um, sometimes me, sometimes it's gone against me in terms of me helping the buyer um, to the point where, basically, I I actually tried to help a buyer um, more than more than that is actually expected of me and then they actually lied um and then they caused a big a, really a, yeah they caused a big situation where they were where basically my the company at the time were they like gave me like a they gave me like a formal a formal warning then they moved me off of my site and then from there it was just downhill um with barretts with barretts and then effectively because with your contract your um, contracted to the head office, which is in Stratford, you're not contracted to the, your site. So basically, w- which funny enough, a woman told me who I'm so close with right now, um, on my second month there, they won't physically fire you. They will just move you to the furthest site away for you to get to for you to get out of the company.
0: Wait, wait, is it? Because they don't have the power or the rights to it's fire you. Beca- it's just because it, they, well, it's a bad unless PR, you do PR.
1: unless you do a mad thing. It's very like like in terms of your. Like some people have slept in show homes like slept in what? show like had sex in show homes and stuff like that. Like mad, if they did unless you do like a mad thing, yeah. it's very hard to get fired from a a property development company.
0: Right.
1: So what they what they done was they moved me to a site in Mill Hill. So that's northwest London. I live in Crayden. Oh, Crayon, wow. Just to get to work is three hours, drive. Not making sense and, at and all. And bro. it's what like 45, 50 miles one way. So I, they were like, oh, yeah, going to go there for one month. That one month turned into three months, and then I just ended up leaving. Um, so going on to your question, so I end, so when I was at that situation, with the amount of money that I was earning, I already set up a company, um, the company that I, I work through now, but I was doing a different segment. Um, where I was basically doing property sourcing um, for a period of time. Then I kind of just was real to myself and said, like, I'm burning a lot of cash during the property sourcing. So, let me and just, time. And time. So, I was just like, let me just leave that. What am I actually good, good at within the property industry, which is selling new builds? Like, wherever I've gone, I've always been the number one salesperson. And that's why they couldn't get rid of me because I was the number one salesperson. Not to toot my own horn. Like, yeah. I was, I, I, till this day, I sell a lot of properties. It's very easy for me to sell properties. So, yeah. So, I, I said to myself, okay, what can I do? to um understand the um, the state agency side of new builds because effectively with the development companies a company would come in with their client and then they would introduce their client to me their client, client buy, as in the, the ones who are the end users, the buyers. Yeah, so they're buyers. So they okay. buy. They would buy. Yep. They would get a two percent fee. So just to give you an understanding, a two percent fee is if I sell a flat for, they buy a flat for five hundred thousand, that company would get two percent of five hundred thousand, which is ten thousand pounds. And then you get your percentage of what the company, which at that makes. at that time is hundred fifty pounds, out of. Wow. Do you understand? So, wow. when is it, is I, when I, Barrett's? yeah, this was Barrett. So, obviously, wow. the thing is with Barrett's, they had a lower percentage. No, they had a, they basically, had, you had a thing called a plot fee because you're always, because basically each quarter, they would basically affect, you effectively earn anywhere between in commission, anywhere between, without like any addition, anywhere between like seven to 10, no, five to seven grand in commission. Because you always had a quarterly bonus.
0: And then mm. you had an end-of-year bonus. Okay. So
1: basically, your commission um, is a lot lower per property you sell. But because you're selling in volume, it adds up. So think about it. If I sell, if I sell 15, 15 properties and my thing is £150 a month, that's two grand, nearly two grand in commission. Plus my basic, I'm taking home four grand, pre-tax. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So when, but when I clocked on to how much companies were making off of me because once they introduced they don't do anything you're left to do your. I'm, I'm left to do everything else and From they just in there yeah. so i'm like all right cool no no problem once i i understood i understood and i clocked because i basically got in touch with an estate agent um, that actually wanted to take me on um because she's she introduced quite a few clients to me and then i asked her how much how much are you earning off of this development she told me so all like, right, cool so when i eventually left Barrett, I ended up working for a company called Cushman and Wakefield. Um mm, heard of them. I actually applied yeah. for them. So wasn't looking the American so, company, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're an American company, so they've really they're like they were a, yeah, they're like the third biggest real estate company in, in America. They're mainly focused on commercial. Um but like C B R E. Yeah. But right. they have um a residential department in the UK. So got that, got that job. And the reason why I applied for that, well, I didn't even apply for it, I went for a recruitment company. Um they um it was basically agency work. So I would be based on a site that I was managing. So I actually managed a site for Hackney Council that um so I was this like I wouldn't say sell well yeah I was a sales and marketing person for that site. I managed basically 175 units um for Hackney Council, but it was agency type work. So I could basically filter, I could go to um, different developments and still sell. And I've All never right. been like that. Where because I had my first two years were with Barrett's where I'm just on the site and I'm just selling, selling that site. But I could basically explore London um and connect with people. So when I got onto that site, um I basically because it's it was based in Old Street and the average flat or studio flat was selling for six hundred thousand. There was a lot of stock there when I came. And usually with sites in central London, you would basically get the local agents. Onto your site to um, um to basically introduce you with clients, so they're getting a fee. I'm selling for hacking Council. Everybody's happy. Mm. So what I done was for the first like six weeks, I didn't um do one single viewing. I, why? Because th- the reason why was I wanted to get basically a load of agents onto the development, so they can basically effectively start selling because. Even though we was getting inquiries, the inquiries weren't going to anything. So for the first six weeks that I was there, there didn't be one single view, one actual property viewing. I just got a load of agents. And when I was, because with the agents, they're not major companies. They're just people that are independent. As I'm coming down, showing them the developments, amazing development. Got a skyline view of London. These are agents, right? Not the buyers? Agents. Okay. I'm asking them, oh, how long have you been doing this for? Hmm. Okay. How do you run your business?
0: Hmm.
1: Also, sales is this okay? Hmm. Was this when you were considering going self-employed? Yeah, correct. Okay, correct. So for that six weeks, I probably spoke to about sixty different agents, and the guy that I work in partnership with now is one of, was one of those agents. Funny enough, um, but my main when I was there, it wasn't actually for the purpose of setting up in the UK. I re- I went with Krishna Wakefield because I could go out to the states to work. So my original plan, and this, this, I joined Cushman and Wakefield 2019. So this is just before the pandemic hit. I joined September 2019. And bearing in mind, they sold prior to that, the company that I was with, that company, they launched in May. Between May and September, they probably sold about four flats. What company are we talking about? Cushman and Wakefield. Okay. Between the period of time of September and December, I saw 20. You saw 20? Um. (laughs) Yeah. Bearing in mind the average flats were like um, million pounds, so I'm so this I'm, w- this was in prime location. Yeah, right, I'm so. I'm I'm mashing work, but my intention isn't to stay in the UK. I'm speaking... I'm basically Think about overseas. I'm speaking because everybody, everyone in overseas is self employed in the in the states in terms of the real estate in- industry. And when I was speaking to the area managers of like California, New York. Um, they were like, yeah, the average person, that the lowest person somebody makes earns is three hundred thousand a year. The minimum is three hundred k a year. <laughs> Twenty brokers in California are earning a million. A, are you hearing the numbers you're saying? A, a, a million, a million, a million um dollars a year, easy. I was like, yeah, cool. That's where I'm going. And obviously you have to do basically a real, you have to get a real estate license. So I was basically seeing what I need to do to get a real estate license. And during that period of time, funny enough, I actually got offered a job to go to Dubai, um, to work out in Dubai, um, which I declined. Why? Um, just because the earning potential there is good. Like you can make like 145k a year. Tax-free, by the tax way. Free. Tax-free, but it's like, But it's like, I don't have a setup there. I don't know yeah, anybody. Do I don't I don't know anybody there. So for and the way that the way that I was trying to negotiate is for the first like six months to a year, you pay for my accommodation. Oh, they weren't trying to cover yeah, their expenses. So they weren't trying to cover. So it didn't make any sense. It I'm going yeah, to a, uh, I'm sense. going to a market like, like that the Dubai, Saudi market, like the Far East market, like Middle East markets are dying. Because I heard people most people don't even live there. They just have it like a second yeah, home or like a it's, it's like unless you know people there yeah. For somebody to come in that has never sold a, a mm. property overseas It doesn't make any sense So I was just like mm. So but with Cushman um, When you're With the, the way that they were setting up in the, the States Basically the, everybody's self-employed But then you have like junior junior members of the team And then the people that are earning the big bucks Pay the junior members Do you understand? So they're doing. Right. They're like a basically for like the first two years. You're basically like a runaround.
0: Okay. Like you're
1: you're doing a few couple big deals here and there, but you're really doing like the, the the crap work until you gain your your network, and that's when when you can actually start building building your worth there. Which was I was completely fine with. Then the pandemic hit, and I was just like, "Shit, what am I gonna do now?" Because I was I was actually making serious plans to, to get my real estate license and then to go to the states, and then go to the states. Then I was just like, "Alright, cool." The guy I work with now, he took me out for a drink, um, and then he kind of wanted me to join his team. Then, but I was just like, "Bro, when you say join his team, do you mean as a employee? No, or as employee, as, as a partnership? As so I'll explain, I'll okay. explain, I'll explain it shortly." And then I was just like to him, ah, bro, I'm not really trying to do it. Like, I'm not like, I want to focus on going over to the States because this was pre pandemic. So then I called him um, because I was on furlough. And I was just like, Adam, like, w- what's the situation? What, like, what do you think? What do you think's is going to happen? Like, do you think it's worth going over to the States? Rare to attend? And we had another conversation. And then at a period of time, my whole team was on furlough. And we was expected to come back to work in June. And then we had like a big call and not even my, my line managers knew it was all going to be made redundant. So we got, there was like 50 people on the call. Whole team, boom Wow. Gone. And it was crazy because I didn't have my mic muted and I was just kissing my teeth. I was just <laughs> sighing. I was like, "Shit!" My, my, my friend was messaging me and I was just like, bro, I don't even care. But oh, it was cool. It was, were you going to get like a payout though? Like a big payout? The thing is, I respect, Chris- this is why I respect Krishman because I was only working there for between September and then obviously I went on furlough in May. So I was only there for what, six months, seven, eight months? Mm. I got a sick payout. Like, bear in mind, you're not meant to get, um, what's it called? What do they call it when you um what this is the furlough money? Yeah, no, not the furlough money. When you get made redundant redundancy pay. Yeah, that's it. That's it, that's it. That's it yeah, yeah, You're yeah, only yeah, meant yeah. to start accumulating it after two years. Okay. And it's a percentage of your pay. When I tell you they niced me. What said, what, what, what was the tax it said? It was it was tax-free. It was tax-free. It was tax-free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was tax-free. Tax-free? Yeah, 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 yeah. I see, it was I can hear the change in your voice. It, it was tax free. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the way that they do it, it was tax free. A redundancy payment is tax free. I believe all across so. the board. Really, I be- i believe, I believe so. so. Okay, I believe so. That's not financial advice, guys. <laughs> I <laughs> believe. So. I be- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm not talking like chump change. I'm talking five figures.
0: Oh, raw. Yeah, and so I'm that like, gave you like a good position to. I yeah. So try I was to just like solo.
1: Ooh, oh! When they when they said it, and I was just like, hmm. okay. This is good. This is, and I still had the way I negotiated my thing was because I had so much sales in my pipeline for like I'm talking about. I had about a good five, five, six grands worth of sales um, of mm, commission still okay. in my pipeline. And I'm like, I'm not leaving that. You're not. You're not. You're not going to I, thought, I re- thought that was included in your redundancy. No, there. I had a redundancy package and the pipeline. I, and I said, and the way I, like, I, was, I was speaking to the, um, the regional manager for time, I was like, I'm not losing that money. I'm not losing that money. So what did he say? And then, he, then I just negotiated in it. And then he basically um, agreed it into my contract. And once everything exchanges, you can get it. So Bearing in mind, I, got, I was made redundant in June. I only got paid, 2020. Yeah. I only got paid that commission like a month and a half ago. Still, Re- yeah, this year, yeah, yeah, because it was a bulk deal and a few other units. Mm. Um, and then it, ex- funny enough it exchanged and completed in February this year. Okay, but um, it was there were just there was bare technicalities because it was with H- Hackney Council and then they were just moving mad. But yeah, um, but that that payment I got taxed on.
0: Okay, okay, and then it's income, yeah, income tax.
1: So then, what happened was, um, sorry, I went on a little bit of a tangent. Right. So then, basically, um, when I got made redundant, I was like, right, "Cool, there's no point of me going to America because it's the fucking pandemic. So what am I gonna do there? Did you know anyone there? Did you have contacts? Did no, you have? I, you stay? I, I didn't know. Remember
0: I, the similar situation you talk about Dubai? Like, I, was that the same? I only
1: had my uncle who lives in Georgia, who's in the Mer- military. Um, but aside from that, there, obviously, I wanted to go over to the states because under the honus that they take on your team, they can put you on a salary of like $50,000 a year. Which will cover your... Do you understand? Do you understand. Yeah, okay. So that's patterned. So that's that's where my plan is going. And then I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not going over to the States. So I might... And I'm, you all this money, so
0: <laughs> what are we going to do with it?
1: What, what am I going to do with it? I'm like, all right, cool. Let me just... Um, let me just see what my options are. Um, and then I spoke to the guy um, who I work for now, Adam, Adam Dockley. Um, and then he was just like, all right, cool. You can let's have a conversation, see what we can do, and you can join the team. So he basically runs his own estate agency, but everybody in the state operates as a completely independent. Independent estate agency. Under under the branding of Doc. Dockley's. Dockley's. Okay. And but then, you have your
0: also autonomy. So, so
1: I have my own business under that. So he doesn't pay me a salary. It's just commission based only. When I sell a property, we split the commission. When I rent out a property, we split the commission. 50-50. So now, let's say, for instance, I sell something for, let's say, on average, a fee would be, well, now we've kind of changed our fee structure, but let's say an average fee is 1%. Yeah. Um, if I sell a flat for five grand, 500,000, uh, 2,500 two pounds, it's coming my way. Don't understand mm.
0: So um, And that's where I am now Wow So How did you, Okay So you know how you say You sort of like You partner with him <laughs> To um Trade under his yeah, Name yeah, yeah. Stop, How come you couldn't Sort of just not Do that yourself
1: um, I'm guessing it must be Some sort of um, Yes So Maybe running costs Yeah or Overheads that come with that So With an estate agency um Is There's a lot of moving parts Because you've got most estate agents run sales and lettings. So lettings obviously renting out properties and then sales is self-explanatory. You you have to have your CRM system, um, which is, is customer relationship. Yeah, so some sort of CRM to have all of your leads inquiries go on to that, which a good CRM system is anywhere from like, it was like about four to seven hundred pounds a, a, a month. A month? A month. Are you um, gonna say annually? Uh, <laughs> Um, and this is like a reoccurring expense Yeah Then you've got your office space to Then rent. you've got your portals That you need to advertise on So Rightmove is a fucking rip-off It's like four and a half grand a month A month? Oh like yeah like two and a half grand A month? A month Then let's say for instance You need to your accountant You need to pay yourself GDPR, legislations, you to, regulations You need to so running costs of an estate, aid, I think you have to be part of the ob- 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 ombudsman. ombudsman. So Ombudsman's that those those fees are minor. Like ombudsman is like yearly, like two hundred or something pound depending on the no. office. Then you've got like AML stuff that you need to register. But the the main cost is portals. Um Which is like your bread and butter. Which is your bread and butter, um, and then obviously advertising. Um, okay. So course, in terms yeah. of like. Getting boards up, leaflets, sending letters out. There's a lot of running costs. So if I'd done that, I'm well. My that's ten grand is gone in one month. <laughs> Do you understand? So it kind so, of made sense for
0: you to partner with someone who's already had that set yeah, up already established. Yeah, and then so you come to an agreement how it's going to be
1: mutually beneficial. Exactly that. So smart guy. So Very smart. So I was like, cool. There's no point. Physically, there's no there's no way for me to. To run my own agency, um. So yeah. So we join. Um. I basically operate under my. So my company's called Neuro Homes Limited. Um. So and then I operate under Dockleys. So how does it work in terms of clients now? Like in terms of procuring clients, because yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: obviously, let's say you're dealing with clients at the same time, because you're running the business, you're yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to obviously build oh, your course, client course, base course, as well. Of course, of course, so when so people well. like when you speak to people, are, they, are you are they do they see you as a Dockleys
1: representative or? Larry's so the, business. Rep. Does first, that make sense? First, so, sorry. Um, the first thing that I always explain is what we're, we're not a, a typical state agency that we're all self-employed. Most people just like yeah, cool, whatever. Um, but like it's just a case of I operate under doctors because they will inquire via Rightmove or Zoop or whatever, and it's doctors advertising. On the normal buyer, it doesn't necessarily. Like a first time buyer doesn't really care, they don't really doesn't really affect them. Mm. But like for instance, investors, it's my niche. Like, um, the way I I patterned um a situation where from my last company, Cushman and Wakefield, I I brought over clients from there. Are you were you allowed to do that though? Because of like that would be called poaching, isn't it? Well, they bought the property to rent it out. Um, and whilst I was going through cause I the way I negotiated my um, redundancy thing, they wanted the site that I was on, they wanted me to stay for a period of time um, so as that period of time was coming to an end, those properties were completing and they needed an, an, a estate agency to rent out their property
0: mm. it's not,
1: I'm, my company, Cushman and Wakefield don't have a rental company because they were dissolved so right. all, I just, all I just literally just done was I said okay, I'm setting up my own business this is what the situation is Um, and now I have well before I even was fully redundant I had eight properties on the property management wow wow so what would you say has been the biggest
0: um, lesson you've learned so far since obviously being independent and then what would you say so yeah that's the first question second question is what would you say is the are there any um, glaring differences between going independent and working for a company like you were at the start of your journey the answer
1: to your first question business is tiring I'm tired all the time. Because um, you're not working nine to five. Yeah. Round the clock. Yeah. So the good thing is like, I'm like the most laziest hard worker there is. Like, I don't like- to, It's legit. I don't like f- coming from like, working from the state agents and stuff like that. Doing the most doesn't, it will just burn you out. So I will always make sure things are patterned in a way where I don't, I have to be the least, the least efficient as possible. But I'm still efficient. So for instance, when I'm speaking like before, within a state agency, you have to, my state agency would have to book 20 viewings, 20, or 30 viewings a week. Oh, I used to hate that, Larry, man. Cause I used to do this. <laughs> I used to do just, this this industry is not for everyone, and, bro. And you and you'll be not book, for everyone. you'll be booking viewings for the sake of booking viewings. That's it. That's how For it me, was. now, me, I'll do like five to ten viewings a week. Now. But I know that but there's your conversion rate high because obviously you,
0: you can do little viewings, but if all of them five people are buying, that's as good as because in the stage. In, in, well, from my experience, they tell you volume, call as many people because it's like it's like throwing shit on the wall and hoping mm. something sticks. Mm. Where probably your approach is a scattergun mm. approach where you're targeting so serious buyers who you let, know they're gonna. Let me give, give gonna an
1: So when I I when I was made redundant, I went to Nigeria um, in October. October 2020, um, and then came back, and then we had to like quarantine whatever, and I didn't officially start like working, working until the like second week of December. Second week of December is obviously Christmas period of time. very very slow. I got we got instructed on a development called Admiral, Hall, um, a development in Croydon, sixty six units. Which is um, when you were working independent or independent? Like, okay, so I'm independent now. And I go to the developer, meet him. Yeah, this is who I am. I've sold so many properties in Proden. I'm gonna sell your properties. That development there was has been on the market at that period of time for two years. Had three different estate agencies, including Foxtons. Foxton. So I've now only been on the development for just over a year now. Um, and at that period of time, they had 22 units left, or something like that. In two years, Foxtons have sold twelve units, and they're there every weekend. In just over a year, I've sold ten units there, and I'm there probably less the time. When I was first there, I was probably there like every week. Now, the last time I the last time I done a viewing, for I didn't have a do a viewing there for three months. And the developer was like getting on to me, like, you started so well. Like, why are you not? And I'm like, bro, the inquiries are dead. Like, we're not getting any inquiries. Done a viewing in their tooth on the 7th of November. First, t- first viewing in three months and then sold. Like, I d- like the thing is, I, I don't waste time in terms of if I don't have your products, I don't have your products that you want, go <laughs> be. No point. It's like... But are you,
0: not, are you not scared
1: that someone else might sell them something else? That's, like, that's of got day nothing is, to do with me. That's, that's got nothing to do with me. Because at the end of the day, I'm self-employed. So, and a lot of the stuff that I deal with is in East London. So I'm going across the river for what? For what? It's got to be worth your time. Do you understand? Yeah. So if I'm if I'm not... If I know that, if I know that, okay, 70, 70 80% of the time, I know that I'm going to sell a property when I view them. Because I know that that property is what they want. Mm. So the, one of the key questions that I always ask is, um, how long have you been looking for? If you've been looking for two weeks, unless your property t- that property ticks every single box, you're not going to buy from me. Because you you're thinking, I want to see a few more. Do you understand? Yeah, I've d- so, definitely been So there. now that yeah. I'm self-employed, my conversion rate is a lot higher. And my conversion rate has always been high. It's always been high. Just because I, if I don't have the product, you're not going to view with me. Mm. I don't have that time. But now that um my now that I'm self-employed and a lot of my stuff is in East London, it's I haven't I haven't got time. Like for instance, I had I took on a property in Kilburn. It's on the market for two and a half months with another agent, and Kilburn's far from me. It's like an hour and a half. Done one viewing. That viewing is now sold. They complete. They completed in in what May. Top man. Top man. I like first viewing. Yeah. Offer half an hour later
0: So now let me ask you is Being self-employed Obviously we know The bills don't stop They mm-hmm. come every month do you, yeah. do you not go through Periods of dry spells?
1: Yeah, yeah of
0: course there's like, no deals In a month Of, for like, of know, course I, I, Obviously I'm assuming This Because obviously When you work for a company You know you're mm-hmm. still get, At least I'm getting Basically. my salary yeah, yeah, yeah. So being self-employed if you, When you go through Dry spells What is that like for you?
1: For me It's me um, The way that I look at it Is like this um, I know That if I work, if I work, like, there's always going to be periods of times where, in months, where I don't sell. That's that's inev- that's going to be inevitable. I can do, I can say, yeah, these these buyers are going to bust out, buy it from me, rare, tete, Like, I had buyers on the weekend last weekend. I prepped them for two weeks, and I thought, yeah, when I had the viewing, everything was going so well, and I knew that they were going And the funny thing is, like, the admin court development, um, some German couple. They aired my message. They've been airing me for three days. <laughs> so I'm 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 not I'm not immune to the fact that yeah I've got a high conversion rate. Yes, I'm very confident in my job. But there's always going to be times. There there was a few months where I didn't sell. But because of the amount of money that I'm earning now, I can I can relax. And the good thing is, I can pay myself per month net higher than what I'd be earning being employed and get tax less. I'm glad you said that,
0: which actually brings me on to the next question because I feel like let's put some let's put some like we're in you know, mm. real life numbers into this. Yeah, so, yeah. what does a good month look like for you? And then what does what does, what does a bad month look like for you? Because uh, big ballpark
1: figures. A bad month looks for me is is like two and a half three grand. That's a bad month. Yeah. You know that's some people's salary, by the way. Yeah, that's a bad <laughs> that's a bad month um, for me. The most I've made, like, I don't even care about numbers. The most I've made in a month is like it's like fifteen. So far, fifteen. Yeah, times. yeah, fifteen so far. In a month, in a month, still after tax or before tax. Well, this is obviously like now. Well, obviously, I've got a really good accountant. Okay, so, so he's so he's he's, 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 pack, he's a good write off for you. Yeah, so I can just expense everything. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like
0: the car, like, the travel. Like, do you get sometimes it? the holes so, where you're
1: using as workspace? Yeah. So yep. I worked out like I can be paying myself. Um, let me give you an example. I can be paying myself. 25 grand a year Yeah And be taking home Net 2,400 pounds
0: That was a wow. conversation
1: That was a conversation I had I don't pay myself that But that was a conversation I had with my accountant that you could do If you wanted if I wanted to. wanted to Wow So because of the fact that I Obviously being I run myself I pay myself from a company So yeah. You've got obviously Corporation taxes 19% I thought um, that was 17 Increased it yeah. No, it's been it's always been 19. 19 It floats between like 19 oh, and damn. 20, 21% I haven't even checked it, it could be higher Okay um, Or it could be lower I, d- I don't even know um, But when The time I had that conversation Corporation tax is obviously 19% But when I pay myself via my company Because um, I'm paying myself via dividends Dividends I think that's um, like so, 3 or 7% So for the first For the first 14 and a half So you've got your income tax Which is like 12 and a half thousand pounds Which is standard um, mm. Then you've got like an extra two and a half Like two grand or something like that um which is dividends um tax free and then you get paid then anything after that like 14 and a half grand it's 9% tax um that I'll be paying so um, Dockley's have no influence whatsoever nah. on your payroll no, no no so i'm i i pay myself so for the last for the last year year and a bit um i've been um sustaining myself
0: so when you sell a property now mm-hmm. And obviously the the, the the transacts and the money mm-hmm. comes through. There's the money because obviously I know you and you and your yeah, yeah, partner have an agreement. Yeah, yeah. So
1: like, where does the money go first? So it you, goes then to, you goes, send him his car. No, no, so it goes to doctors first, and, and then it, it goes to me. are fifty percent. Yeah. Right. So I I invoice them on a monthly basis.
0: Um. All right. Cool. So um. You mentioned you mentioned earlier that you sort of like you were into right, buy a to rents. Could you just
1: briefly talk us through why? Build to rents. Or is it you said new builds? Sorry. New builds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why new builds um, New builds just because it's, it's quicker. It's quick money um right. just because with older properties um you there's there tends to be a lot of moving parts yeah. um in terms of like like home surveys and things can go wrong yeah etc etc et but with new bills because it's brand new um i can exchange a contract with if i really wanted to in like six weeks or or four weeks so the quicker i exchange contracts and they move in and they yeah. get their keys the quicker i get paid amazing so it's just yeah, I do sell like older properties. Like, I don't. I like fees are fees to me, but it's just like a lot of older properties tend to um, take a long time. So you say new builds are your specialty. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So Larry, I mean, you, you've given us a great insight in terms of the whole real estate industry. And I definitely, definitely appreciate that. So for the listeners out there who are listening and maybe considering the industry, mm-hmm. um, what would you? What sort of three advices from your experience so far would mm-hmm. you sort of that stands out to you? Would you sort of relate to the to the, to the listeners?
1: Um. I would say, if you want to get into the property industry, um, in terms of sales-wise, the main thing is starting at an estate agency. Stay there for like six months to a year, then go to new builds. Um, that's where you're going to make your that's money. That's where it's place yeah. to be, yeah? If, okay. if anybody tells you that an estate agent that works for like a typical estate agency makes money, they're either lying or they're doing about eight hour weeks. Okay. Um, And they're doing a lot of side deals. Um, just because there isn't any money there in normal state agencies in terms of having a, a good work-life balance. So new builds are definitely the way forward. In my okay. Opinion. And what other two advices would you would you have for um, listeners? It's political. Um, Politics. But it's it's definitely worth it. It's definitely um, given me obviously an insight in terms of how people think and I enjoy selling it. Um, and then the last thing is you just have to stay motivated and, and keep on ticking. Damn, Larry. Come Appreciate your time, bro. No it's a long time coming. Man. Definitely. <laughs> thank, you,
0: thank you for coming on. It's all good, bro. Um, and guys, listen. I hope you've taken a lot of value from this episode. Um, if anyone's be interested, if anyone who's looking to potentially buy, Larry specializes in East London market. So I will um, put down his um, social details down in the description box below. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and stay tuned for future episodes.